me today. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. There are so many situations that are happening among us. Amen. I told my wife this morning, I said, I would, I, I would or could be a little bit questionable about my message other than I just, at this age, I just know when God speaks and I'm going to do what he says. Praise the Lord. But there's a lot of situations going on today, a lot of sickness, a lot of uh, things that are happening. But I want to talk to you about life. Praise God, life. Uh, Paul tells the Ephesians in Ephesians 3 and 7, he says, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me who am least than the leastest of all saints, it is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of God. Now notice that, the unsearchable riches of God. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery of from the beginning of the world hath God hid in God. Praise God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. That's amazing to me. Amen. God created all things, and Jesus Christ is our Savior. But he turns it around here. He said it's hidden God who created all things uh, by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created them, and God was the one that it's hidden. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this day, asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with me. Help me, dear Lord, as I speak your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? You may be seated. Praise God. You know, people that preach and ministers, they have characters. They have ways they preach. They have things they preach on. Um, They have, uh, they just, you know, they just different in the way they do things. And I'm just uh, going to be a little open today. Amen. I am very much a very deep preacher. I mean, I get into the Greek. I get into all that. And that's just the way I like to talk. I like to get into the Greek. And this Greek word means this. And that means that. And et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera. But today I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be out of character a little bit. Um, And then maybe I won't. Maybe the Holy Ghost will take me right back down there. But I just felt today... Like, uh, I get up and I talk about consistency, I talk about putting God first, I talk about all those things, which are very important, and uh, as a pastor, you know, you're constantly concerned about what you're dealing with in the world, and what your people are dealing with in the world, and so you're, you're up there and you do that, and that's good, but I want to kind of do something a little lighter today, and I just feel it in the Holy Ghost, I know that it's God. And uh, I want to talk to you, uh, you know, not so much about salvation, but I'm going to talk to you about this life that we're living in now. Praise God. The life in which we live in now. Paul starts out his epistle and he starts out talking about how he feels that he's the least of all. I'm the least of all of you. And uh, he really, he was Saul, he killed a lot of the Jews. So he came into the background, and God used that. God uses those things. Because he was rejected by the Jews for killing the Jews, 
he was accepted by the Gentiles. And the Gentiles needed a minister, and Paul was that minister, a wonderful minister unto the Gentiles. Praise God. And so he starts out with that, with humility. He speaks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. And the better, and a, a word that we could relate to a little more today is the unfavorable riches of Christ. Praise God. The, I'm sorry, not the unfavorable. I thought, that's not right. The unfathomable. Praise God. The riches of Christ that are without understanding. We live in this life today, and we all have so many riches from God coming to us, we don't understand them all or comprehend them all. We have so many blessings. God's given us so many blessings. We don't understand them all. As children, we were raised in a home. We didn't, underst- we didn't know or care about a furnace. We didn't care about a kitchen. We didn't care about going to the grocery store. We didn't care about all the necessities that it took to be raised, praise God, because we were just children. Although our parents understood that, and it's the same way with God. We have so many blessings that God is taking care of us, so many things. And then it's, I've often said, it's it kind of cute to me or humorous, how that as a child we grow up and we finally get our driver's license. And we think we're independent. Praise God. Children today get their cell phone and they think they're independent. It's, it's, it, years ago it was driver's license with us. Amen. Seven or eight out of every ten children back then uh, got their driver's license because it was their independence. Today, it's their cell phone. So it's like four or six out of ten get their driver's license at 18 or 16 or 15. But the thing of it is, amen, as a child, you think, oh, I'm independent. And we don't realize we don't pay for anything from our food to Praise God, all the necessities like clothing that we need. And so we think we're, we don't understand. And today we, as God's children, we don't understand all the blessings that God has given us. And all the things that God has done for us. And all the things that we receive every day. Praise God. Amen. God not only wants us to go to heaven and to prepare us to go to heaven... But he also wants us to have a good life down here. God wants us to have life and to have it more abundantly. And to talk about life, we've got to start out at the very beginning of life. John 1.1, praise God, says it very well. It said, in the beginning was the word. That, That word is logos, thought, pattern, plan. Praise God. All of a sudden, there was nothing that existed. Nothing whatsoever. And all of a sudden, in the mind of God, amen, there was a thought. I'm going to create a world. I'm going to create animals. I'm going to create human beings. I'm going to create all the things that exist in the world. And so that thought came, the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He wrapped Himself, God wrapped Himself around that world. In other words, when He created that world, He created it inside of Him. 
Because God exists everywhere. And so, praise God. And the word, and the same was in the beginning with God. The beginning is the beginning of man. God never had a beginning. So we're talking about the beginning of man. Verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. Praise God. And so he created all things, everything. Creation is different, amen, than just taking like this pulpit was made from wood, which was made from a tree. Who created the tree? you got to say God created the tree. All creation, everything that we have goes back to God. We can change the form of an atom, but we cannot create an atom. God can call an atom into existence. And so he called a world into existence. And so there it was. It was a dead body, praise God, that was covered with water. It, nothing existed. And that world had no life. No life whatsoever was in that world. Everything was dead. And then God, it says in verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And so the very first thing that God said is, Let there be light. Amen. And so light was created. Now, that might have been different than the light from the sun and the moon and the stars. Praise God, because we have fire which causes light. i got somebody out there amen in me today. Praise God. Amen. She uh, was hollering at the soccer game last night, and I thought, I want her hollering when I preach, too. All right. Praise God. That's a good teacher. Anyways, light. There's more than just light, like can, like uh, sunlight. There's uh, candlelight and things. So there was light. God created light. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 4, and in him was life. There's a difference between, hey man, a, a tree that's created and when a tree has life. There's a difference between, praise God, a, an animal that's created and an animal has life. Trees have life. Organisms have life. Atoms have life. There's an existence inside of them. Man, I'm going through a series just recently, and if you want to go through it, it's on NextFlex. It's a wonderful series, praise God, about the human body and how the mind operates and how, praise God, it's like a network of, uh, 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 of things that go through your mind. And it's, it's amazing how that your mind will work like, like, uh, uh, like the roots under a tree, it looks like. Praise God. And it operates and how it can reform itself and how it can remake itself. And they're even got a thing now with a man has a missing arm. Praise the Lord. They can detach now a, 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 an arm and a hand to it. Amen. And hook it to his nerves. And his brain can now start to work this hand. The ma- mind is an amazing thing. Praise God. How it works in the blood system and the heart system and all that. It's life. God called life into existence, praise God. He brought life. Amen. And so when God created the heavens and the earth, He brought life. He wanted things to live and have life. Verse 5 says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
It could not go against it. In him was life, the Bible tells us. In him was the word of God. God is life. He brings life. He wants life. He's come to give us life. Praise God. So when the world was originally created, praise God, it was not created as a breathing, living substance. But when God breathed into Adam in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible said he breathed into him the breath of life. There came life. Amen. And there's something about life. I remember a story he, about a farmer who was out in Texas. And he ended up being one of the biggest farmers out there. But one day he looked up and saw the un- unmistakable storm that was coming. And he realized that it was coming his way. He got his wife and his kids and he got them in the storm cellar. And the storm come by. Amen. And it took away his whole farm. Everything he'd ever worked for. It took it away. Praise God. And when he came out, everything was devastated. But he saw this piece of tin over there. Praise God. Uh, shaking. So he ran over and he flipped the tin off. And a rooster ran over on this little stump that was left and jumped up on that rooster and crowed. And that farmer said, yes, you are right. We've got life and we've got breath and we're going to go forward. And then he became one of the most successful farmers in the state of Texas. Praise God, because he realized he had life. Let me tell you, every morning you get up, God has given you life. God has given you hope. God has given you the the ability to go forward. One of the greatest things that God gives us, amen, is the ability to have life and to go forward and to live. Amen. And to see the things, praise the Lord, as God sees them. And to understand that. I know there's a time to be born and a time to die. And I understand that, praise the Lord. And it's part of life. It's part of the future. And thank God that death is not the end of all things. But there is an eternity that God has prepared for us. That is the greater than life. Amen. But on the other hand, while I'm living in this world, and while I'm alive, and while I'm breathing, amen, I've got to live today instead of just living Amen. In the future. I can't remember. I read so much and hear so much. But there, maybe it was a message that was preached here about how we need to live in the present. We need to live right now. We need to be happy for the moment. We don't need to live in the tomorrow. We don't need to live in the past. Some people are constantly talking about the past. Some people are talking about the future. Praise God. But God has given us life. Every moment, every time we breathe, every, every day you wake up in the morning, God has given you the ability, no matter how old you are, no matter how uh, much of a disability you might have, praise God, God has given you that ability, amen, praise God, and you need to make the best of it. Can you all say praise the Lord? The only one that's praising or the only one that's saying amen today or saying anything's out of the room. So you got to make up for it today. 
Praise God. God has declared to, he said, I am life. I am the living. Praise God, God. Because he's the, the force, the source of life. He's the foundation of life. Praise God. He not only merely made the material worlds, but he also gave them life. He's the agent which the world became animated. They got up and they became alive. There's life there. Praise God. And that's where man became a living soul when he became, uh, you know, he became uh, mortal. I'm sorry, immortal. There's an immortality that's coming, but we're mortal. In other words, there's a death that's coming. Praise God. Ephesians 1 and 4 says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God chose you. We are sitting here today, or I'm standing here today. And God chose us. He knew when he created the heavens and the earth that you would exist. He knew, praise God, that you would need a Savior. He knew that you would want to live life, praise God. And so when he created that world, he created it with life and light for you to live in. You're living in the world of God, praise God. You're living in the presence of God. Amen. There's life that's there. Amen. He created it knowing that you would have life. Sometimes we don't understand the fullness of the blessings God has given. Amen. And if we were to understand them, the thing of it is, if we were to understand them, we would be more joyful of what God wants to do for us. We, it's a double-edged sword. We don't realize how much we're blessed. When we get up in the morning, we need to thank God for all the good things that God has given you. Your day tomorrow is going to be what it is. The difference is, what you take out of it and put into your life is going to make the difference. Let me give you an example. Uh, there was a, a sayer one time. A sayer is like a soothsayer or whatever. I don't agree with them, but it's a nice example of what I want to say. And a sayer claimed that he could uh, for, for, foretell the future. And uh, he, uh, he told that this woman would die in eight days, and she did die. The king was not sure whether the sayer was actually uh, could do that, or if he killed the woman to fulfill his prophecy. So to stop the sayer, he had the sayer brought to him, and he was going to have him beheaded. And he said to the sayer, he said, I, I'm going to take your life. And the sayer said to him, he said, oh, and he's like, yes. He said, but before I let you go, just to find out if you know what you're doing, he said, when am I going to die? And the sayer, being a wise man that he was, stupid in some things, but wise in some things, said to him, he said, you will die seven days after my death. From that day on, the king made sure that that sayer, seer, I'm sorry, seer, that that seer had the best of health, had the best of food, 
had the best of lodging, and had the best of everything. Due to the fact that that seer lived eight years after the king. Now, what that seer said predicted whether he was going to live on or die. Every day we wake up, God gives us choices which affect us in the way that we live or the way that we die. You can wake up in the morning and you can feast on all the negativism in your life. You can set and you can do nothing and you can pout and you can do all that. Or you can get up and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in him. I am not going to live in the past. I'm not going to live in the future. But I'm going to enjoy what God hath made for me in the present. I've said it before. I can get up and it can be 20 degrees outside. And you really can't do windows in 20 degree weather. And I could sit at home, but if I find that I go out and I get a cup of coffee and a donut and I sit at a restaurant, I'm able to talk to people that I know, and my day is so much better, praise God. And it's just so much, it's just so much better. But God has given us life. Amen. But what are we going to do with it? How are we going to respond to it? How are we going to act to it? Praise God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know thy thoughts, that I, I'm sorry, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you the expected end. God has an expected end every day you wake up. The problem is sometimes we don't get to it. He has come that we might have life, but we might have it more abundantly. Amen. You know, you can stand and you can fight with someone to get them the right thing or to do the right thing. Your doctor or your attorney, for the most part, is not going to fight for you, fight with you. Your doctor is going to say, this is what you need to do. And if you say, I'm not going to do that. Okay, Mrs. So-and-so. Mr. So-and-so, it was nice to see you. Your attorney's going to say to you, you know what, the best course of action for you to do is this. And if you say, well, I'm not going to do that, he's going to say, okay, Mr. So-and-so, okay, Mrs. So-and-so. Praise God, there you go. And the same way with God. God's going to say, this is the best course for you to make. And if you say, well, that's not what I'm going to make. God's going to say, okay, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to step back, and he's going to let you thrash around in your misery until you decide, okay, I give up. Hey, pastor, I think I can jump and touch the moon. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you the best way to do that. Amen. Get you the biggest cannon that you can get. Get in it and let them light the fuse. That's the best way you can touch the moon. <laughs> and let them beat themselves up. God lets us beat ourselves up all the time. It's my will. 
And he's like, okay, thrash. And when you're sitting around and you don't understand and you can't comprehend and, and you're saying, I don't understand what God's doing, I don't understand what God's doing, it's probably because you can't see him through your, praise God, through your will. But he's come so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Do we get up every day thinking, God has planned out for me a good day. Let's see what's in store for me. Let's see what God has laid out for me. Let's see what the best path is for me. You know, when you're in the woods and you decide to go through a path, it's easy. But when you say, I'm going to go my own way, I'm going to walk the way I want to walk, and you go through the woods, and you go through the briars, and you go through all that. It's tough. God has made a path for you every day. The Bible said the word of the Lord, that's thought, pattern, plan. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Praise God. You've got a path every day, and you can walk that path. God made me the person that I am. And the things that I do and the way that I live can be very, very easy because that's the way God made me. I don't know if God made me to be a full-time pastor. And I have pastors that say, well, you really need to think. Are you a preacher or are you a window cleaner? Well, I am both. Paul was both in the Bible. He was a tent maker and a preacher. That's what I do the best. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to try to be a full-time pastor. Because that's what I do the best. Some people say, well, you, you'd be probably better off if you was full-time. No, nah, that's fine. I am what I am. Don't let anybody make you something that you're not. Whatever you are, be the best you can be. And understand, this is why God made me. When God created the world, he knew that he was going to create me. He knew he was going to put me into East Liverpool. He knew that I was going to be pastoring. He knew that I was going to run a window cleaning business. When I tried to be a refrigeration and heating cooling guy, he's like, mm-mm, I got something better for you. I could have fought God. Praise God. But he knew. You might say, well, pastor, I'm not sure that I've done where I, where I should have been and what I'm not living like I should be living. Well, that's great. That's the past. You can change that. You can be what God wants you to be from this point on. I have people that come to me that's married and they said, our marriage will never be the same. It may not be the same. Nothing's ever the same. Everything changes. Have you ever had anyone say to you, well, you're not the way you used to be? I hope not. Praise God. I hope I've changed. I hope I'm not stuck in time. Praise God. We've all changed. Marriages can be better. Situations can be better. God's come to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. Praise God. So do you get up every morning thinking, you know, God has got a great day in store for me. I wake up and I think, Praise God. I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to get that done, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. 
I sat with two men with high college degrees on a Sunday night, and both of them talked about how miserable they were to go to work the next morning, and I was just the happiest old boy to go out and wash windows. Praise God. You know what? When we go through life, think about this. When we go through life, what is success? Is it having a lot of money? Is it having a lot of fame? Is it being well-known? Or when you die, is it saying, I had life to the fullest? I wasn't the richest guy in town. I wasn't the smartest guy in town. I wasn't the best-looking guy in town. But, man, did I have a good time. And it all starts right here. There are some people that are in prison that are more happier than those that are out and have everything they want. God has come to bring us life. We need to live it. But you see, God wants to take away your good days. And John 10.10 says, Jesus tells them, he said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. Now look at that. It's like a robber coming into your home. He will come in and steal. And you can hold your hands up and you can say, okay, you take everything I got. Just, just, just don't kill me. And the robber might say, that's fine. I won't. And leave. But Satan's not like that. Satan, it, the word and means also. Satan will not only come in to steal. So if you say, okay, Satan, you can steal that from me. He's not going to stop there. He's going to kill you. And he's not only going to kill you, but he's going to destroy you. In an adulterous situation, Satan will come in and he'll want to destroy a marriage. So he will cause an adulterous situation. That is stealing away but he won't only do that but he will kill that marriage he won't only do that but he will destroy that marriage the children and everything else it's like a thief coming in steal if you don't rise up and stop them from stealing he's going to kill you and if you and after he kills you he's going to burn your house down and destroy everything you got that's the way satan has come to do your life and you got to stop him by saying, no, I'm not going to let you kill me. Praise God. I'm not going to let you destroy me. You see, Paul explains it very well in Ephesians. In Ephesians 3 and 17, he said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. What's that? Believe in God every day for the life that you got. That ye be in gro- uh, rooted and grounded in love. What is it? It's in the love of Christ. I can face everything all day because I know how much Christ loves me. And so the things that come in my life and the things that go out of my life, I know that Christ loves me. Praise God. Amen. And I can live in faith for tomorrow. 18, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. You know, the breadth that I have to live in this life, the depth that I have to live in this life, 
the height that I, the highest that I'm ever am, the deepest I ever am in my situations, as broad as they may be, praise God, I can comprehend them. Amen. I might not know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. I can comprehend them with all the saints, praise God. And to know the love of Christ that passeth all knowledge. I may not understand, amen, how much God loves me. But just the assurance that God loves me. I may not understand the full workings of my car when I start them. When I start it. But it does not stop me from sticking the key in the ignition and turning the engine over. I may not understand how much God loves me and comprehend it. You never will. But the one thing that I do, I just trust him. And I just say, Lord, my, here's my life. Whatever you want me to go through. Whatever you want me to do. Praise God. I know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge that might be fulfilled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly. Praise God. God's able to do exceedingly and abovely. Above all that I ask or think. What? According to the power that worketh in us. What power is that? You see, God has left your life to you. You get up every day and you walk and you talk. And the choices that you make. And where you let your mind go. You know, I am a big believer, amen, that we are in control of my mind. Uh, my mind. I am in control of my mind. And I can say, when, you know, if somebody, let me just explain it like this. If somebody comes to your house and knocks on your door and you look out your peephole and it's not somebody that you want to deal with, what do you do? Well, you could be polite and open the door and tell them, or you could not even open the door. But if you open the door and they're standing outside and you say to them and they say, can I come in? I had a lady in Texas. I have to tell you this one. It was really cute. I had a lady in Texas and every time the doorbell rang, she threw her coat on and she answered the door. If it was somebody she wanted to deal with, she said, hey, I just got home. Let me take my coat off. If it was somebody she didn't want to deal with, she said, hey, I put my coat on. I'm leaving. Can I help you? You open the door. Can I come in? Yes. Now you've got them in your house. It's the same way with your mind. You've got thoughts every day that come to your mind. You can look out your people and say, I don't want them. And move on. And you have to deal with them in that state. But then you open the door. Now you've got a greater state to open. But you let them in your house. You let them in your mind. Now you've got an even greater state. And then we say to God, what did you expect me to do, God? I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. An addiction. You're addicted to something. It's at the store. So you go by the store. Okay, let me use this. This is even better yet. You're on your computer. 
And you get a desire to see something you shouldn't see. And so you go in the direction or something comes up on the computer. And you know if you click on that, you're going to see things you don't want to see. You click on it. It's even harder. You just don't even go there. You don't even go there. And that's the same way. You just say, nope. No, you're, you know on the side of your eye you're going to see something you don't want to see. You don't even look over there to see what you don't want to see. <laughs> you just, nope. It's the same way with living for the Lord. You want to cast that down, cast it out. But we've got, we, you know, we won't understand the knowledge that, of the love of God, but we don't have to understand the knowledge. We just accept it and say, I just know he loves me. How do you know he loves you? I don't know how he loves me. I just know he loves me. Praise God. But we can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to what? According to the power that worketh in us. We have to choose our days. We have to choose our decisions. If you struggle with depression, get out of the house. Go somewhere. Walk around the park. Get yourself a schedule. Get busy. You know, I'm sorry, it's Netflix, another one of these things. I was studying the blood system. And, and this is good. They said that... They said that we have never lived in a day like we do today where more people are setting doing something. The human race used to be gardening, working, going, doing, etc., etc., etc. And so now we're having problems, amen, with our veins and our arteries getting plugged up more and more and more, praise God, because we're sitting. Do you realize that Part of the blood flow through your body happens whenever you use your muscles. That constricts your blood and pushes it more. It helps your heart. And so when you're sitting doing nothing, the only thing that's getting your blood through your system is your heart. But when you're out doing something physically, it causes your blood to flow better. That proves scripture where we need to live life get out move do something be active praise god refuse to sit refuse to be down get up go walk around the park go out and get something to eat go out and get something small go out and walk around the park get busy you might say well you don't know my age praise god no i don't know your age but I know what you need. I don't care how old you are. I don't care. I don't do, at 62, I don't do what I used to do. But I do as much as I can. Praise God. I stay active. I live life. I get up every morning. You know, it's amazing to me. God can do all he can do. Die on Calvary. Be buried. Rise again. Do all that he can do. Fill us with the Holy Ghost. Allow us to be baptized in His name. Do all that, amen, to bring us so much life. And we refuse it when it gets to the door. 
because of our attitude and our thought patterns and our thinking. Praise God. God can do all that. Praise God. Verse 21, unto him be glory in the church of Christ all through the ages and throughout the world. Amen. Praise God. And I'm going to close with Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do you think that scripture's talking about heaven? Or do you think that scripture's also talking about this earth? You know, I hath not seen nor hath heard what God hath prepared for them that love him. Every day you get up, God has you and me a smorgasbord of great things. Wouldn't it be sad to go through all of life and I'm going to close with this thought. I know I've said it before, and I'm sorry, but it's what God has put on my heart. I have a friend who worked for a company. And that company said, we don't want to lose you. So for the next year, we're going to keep you on payroll. And he had a high payroll. He, he had such a high payroll, I couldn't believe it. But anyways, we're going to keep you on that payroll. He made 150000 I think, a year. So we're going to keep you on that payroll. And he said, so for, because we don't want to lose you. Because in a year we're going to bring you back. And so for a full year, he only had to go in maybe a couple times a month just to brush up on what he, was going on. For a full year, he'd get up every morning and he was being paid to travel the country and do whatever he wanted to with his wife. And at the end of that year, I asked him, I said, How's it feel? He said, you know what? It wasn't all great. I said, what do you mean? He said, because every morning I got up, I wondered, how long are they going to be doing this? How long are they going to be doing this? They may call me and give I said, now today, I said, if you would have seen today and know today that the year is up, and they did it all that year. How would you have felt? He said it would have been so much better. He said I would have got up. I would have felt. I would have been free. I would have never questioned it. And I thought. I said to him. I said, Dude, "Did you ever wonder when we get to heaven, and we look back and we say, man, if I would have only known. If I would have only known. It reminds me of the comic strip." Of a guy looking at his wife up in heaven. And said, do you, do you realize that if you would have not made me eat all that cholesterol-free, sugar-free stuff, I would have been up here ten years earlier? But when we get to heaven, are we going to look back? And we're going to say, you know what? I had a lousy day that day. But God had put on the smorgasbord for me to have a great day. But I choose to be lousy. God chose for me to be out of my misery. But because I was so self-willed. I kept myself in that misery. I kept situations I should have let go. And I've let go of situations I should have kept. Praise God. You see God has come that we might have life. And that we might have it more abundantly. 
but he doesn't expect us to wait to get to heaven to do that. I know we're going to struggle. I know we're going to deal with pain. I know we're going to deal with suffering. I know we're going to deal with misery. And there's some things you cannot avoid. It will just be there. You know, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to close with this thought. The Bible said that God will not put more on us than we can bear, right? Y'all know that scripture? But you know what he didn't promise us? He didn't promise us that we won't put more on ourselves than we can bear. Praise God. And sometimes we put more on ourselves than we can bear. Let's all stand. Life. I'm excited about service tonight. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this day. God, I thank you, Lord, for the ability to speak to your word. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with me. Lord, and to be with us. Help us, Lord, to depart from this place, but not from your presence. And God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen?